Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your hosts, Sam Foote and Anna Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Office 365 focused IT security professionals. Each episode, we talk about a specific topic in the space. This week, it's episode 21 of season three. We're going to have a chat around our end of season recap. We've been going for 21 episodes this season. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of time this episode to uh, sit back, uh, reflect, um, talk about the episodes that we've had, our plans um, for the future. And also we're going to do a wrap up of Microsoft Build um, because that was this week. So Alan, um, how are you doing? Okay, Sam, I'm not doing too bad. Can't believe we're at the end of the season. I know um, it yeah. seems what when <laughs> as I as I read episode twenty one of season three, it's yeah, it's it it kind of amazes me how fast um you know our twenty episode seasons actually go now. You know, I, we we do say it pretty much every episode, but um, it, it is quite yeah insane to me. Yeah, well, this is episode fifty one in total of our podcast since we've been wow. going, which That's seems amazing. insane. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we've done 50 episodes. Uh, <laughs> that's that's for sure. Um, yeah, so so definitely excited about the end of uh, getting to the end of uh, this season. If if you're if you're new new here, um, we we sort of do uh, approximately 20 episode seasons, um, and then we have a short break in between, usually a couple, maybe three weeks, something like that, um, just to sort of. Um, come up with some new ideas for episodes and to sort of um, refine our processes. Um, and then we we jump back in with another 20 episode weekly um, season. It just gives us some good time to reflect, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's become, I mean, we're going to miss it, aren't we? I think for the next couple of weeks, it's just part it's of our data, yeah. our weekly <laughs> like process, isn't it? Yeah, I, I can remember the last um, season break, I'd get to, because um, we always publish on a Friday morning, so I'd, I'd get to like a Thursday evening, and I'd be like, oh, we haven't recorded the podcast, um, <laughs> we're not going to have anything to go out, and then <laughs> I, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're on a break at the moment, so yeah, we'll try and keep it as as short as we can. Um, when when are we looking at coming back, Alan, um, for, from from this break? So I think from from you know this episode, I think it's going to be about three weeks, isn't it? But going to be the sixteenth is when our first season four episode one is going to come out. Right. So sixteenth of June. So if you're listening on day of release, yeah, it'd be three weeks um, uh, from that date. So okay, uh, excellent. So Alan, um, have you got any sort of favourite episodes from the season? Um, you know, any that you particularly sort of enjoyed maybe researching or you felt you know uh, were the most valuable so ones that i really enjoyed doing myself were probably the um the couple of ones we did on windows 365 and av and azure virtual desktop the the three you know three sort of episodes sort of around those technologies um kind of a, an era we've been working in recently and some of the you know some of it has come from you know us doing some research around that for some of our customers, things like that. So, you know, it's quite easy to um, then try and you know, share that sort of view that we've had to go through with, you know, with listeners. So they've been very good. And I think um, the Azure DevOps service one was 
quite good as well. Looking at all of that functionality and stuff, because, you know, I've been starting to use it now more in anger than I ever have. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... What I find with um, some of the topics that we cover is some of them are quite, like, niche. You know, like, we did a... we Well, not, not quite that wide-reaching. So we had things like, you know, Azure load testing, which is, like, one... I'll call it relatively small service inside of Azure, right? And then you've got others like um, Azure DevOps services, which is like 15 different things <laughs> in one place, right? And I, what I kind of find is sometimes I feel like I, I, I worry when we do those larger um, sort of solutions because we we lose some of the technical depth on them, right? Because we've only got a certain amount of time to talk about them. But then what I really love about them is, is that you find all of the like weird, not weird, but all the um, features that you, you've maybe never used or you've never even realized mm. that are there. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so um, that's, that's what I really like about those larger, larger, you know, episodes for sure. Yeah. We've done some, I think in previous seasons, we've done like a, um, I think it was power platform, wasn't it? Where we did a, Hey, here's like a quick rundown in 45 minutes sort of thing you know takes age to sort of talk around all of it and then i yeah. think we dived into it deeper into the power apps bit and maybe the automation i can't remember quite and the dataverse stuff i think we did maybe but um yeah so we do dive we can dive into them deeper if we if there's more interest in those sort of areas yeah what i find is for me personally the ones that i prefer are the ones that i know the least about sometimes so for instance azure stack um where we we don't do Azure Stack day to day, so that that episode required a lot of background reading, um, testing, checking, you know, verifying right the content, um, and that's really interesting because you you kind of see into a different world, right? Because you know, especially with Azure Stack, I've always just I don't know why I've always had it in my um, in my mind that Azure Stack was because I'd seen it like previously where they had like a rack that had been was going to be put in a container that would be sunk at the bottom of the sea or used in some defense <laughs> application or something and then like it was um and then it's like but azure stack is multiple different like levels of you know um uh edge you know azure computing right so you've got like um retail and fast food restaurants that have like kubernetes nodes you know a back office at each of those retail locations, things like that. And you just realize, you know, what, um, you know, uh, lengths people go to, to embed like, you know, technology on premise. Right. So you, you just learn about this whole different, then you find that I find all of the, like the MVPs and the, um, the consultants that work in those areas and the types of things that they're actually producing. And you're like, we just have to click through the portal. That's nice and simple, right? They have to worry about, um, do you see what I'm saying? So they work in these really harsh environments. So, but then on, on the other side of it, when we do have a topic that we are more familiar with, um, you know, let's take something like, you know, Azure static web apps, you know, I've, I've, I've built over my time, a lot of Azure static web apps. So there's a lot of functionality in there that is just, you know, sort of it's, it's there. I already know it uh, to explain it. So, they're sort of easier episodes, but for me personally, I find that, you know, the ones where we have to sort of go off the beaten path, so to speak, you know, 
um, are really really good. Yeah, I, I yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I kind of prefer the the ones that I know, but not because I know them, but because I then have to find out all the new things that I've not caught up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's been six months or whatever, and there's yeah. like, oh, there's all this new stuff. You know, Intune suites now come out, and there's all this other capability. Yeah. You know, Windows, you know, like a couple of days ago, Windows um, 365 boot came out. So you can yeah. boot you to your thing. You know, that would have been great for one of those episodes that we've done. Uh, I- well, I, I had that with cognitive services. Like when, like the last time I actually ran cognitive services in production, there was a lot less models of functionality <laughs> there. And then I opened the documentation, and I was like, "Okay, there's a lot more to talk about now." And I thought this was going to be quite a small episode. So um, yeah, it's it, it's 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 really interesting because I think that's that's one of the. I was actually talking to somebody about this today you know, sort of the biggest challenge is just keeping up more than anything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and trying to um, trying to keep fresh. But there's, you know, because because we talk about Azure and, you know, uh, 365, you know, there's just so much, so much being deli- you know, deployed and new features being rolled out that it's, it's, it's quite frankly impossible to keep up, isn't it? You know, on, on, on everything, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It kind of feels like you um, uh, take uh, what I'm thinking of. Take um, shifts in different areas. Yeah. yeah. You go here, right? I'm doing this stuff now. Right, let's learn everything here. Then I jump to the next one. Yeah. And then you, you know, you have to sort of rotate with it all. Um, yeah. And some of that's you know triggered by you know these episodes sort of thing, or you know some of our day to day you know customer work. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. So um, next season, Alan, I don't want to give too many spoilers away. Are there any certain areas that you you personally want to uh, focus on in the next in the next season? I think I will start going a bit more into uh, Intune a little bit more because um, we've done a couple of episodes on it. I think um, I think there's a few areas we probably want to dive into. Um, you know, the, the modern, you know, hybrid working, things like that, help, you know, help, uh, manage those environments, things like that. I think that's kind of a, a key area. Um, there's probably a load of things around, you know, cause I'm always going to come from probably the, the security side of it. Um, but you know, Defender for Cloud has had some big changes recently as well with some of its you know, capability. So, so yeah, I'll probably yeah, start focusing around some of those bits. Um, and there'd be some other things that come out, I'm sure. So, yeah. What about you, Sam? Um, I really enjoy the infrastructure developery focused topics. Um, really, um, I do mainly because of my, you know, my my background in in deploying solutions on Azure, because I'm very lazy as a you know <laughs> as all programmers are um very lazy so wherever there is tooling and functionality to help accelerate me having to click through portals um and to make things uh, more robust and more secure that's that's what i really like um talking about um the only thing i'd like to do and we're going to try on a couple of episodes in the next season is to do a bit more of a deep dive um we do struggle with deep 
technical deep dives on the podcast because we can't show anything um, on the podcast. Um, so so we just have to work out how that's that sort of episode would work. Um, but, um, you know, deployment technologies, um, infrastructure as code is something that like that we're all really passionate about and there's always new um, things coming out there. Um, and you, know, you touched on Defender for Cloud, but there is so much um, security functionality that's being, you know, uh, deployed. So, you know, s- sort of security DevOps and infrastructure is really where I'm going to um, try and try and sit. Um, but but really, we just pick topics that we like the look of, don't we, Alan? <laughs> We're passionate about. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will do a episode on some form of copilot that come out <laughs> yes. of out of um, for Microsoft because as you know, it's it's now uh, potentially going into uh, into Windows 11 now, so it's going yeah. from bottom to top <laughs> you know it's funny i was talking to somebody about the podcast the other day and they were like why haven't you done a co-pilot episode and i said to be honest with you there's so many updates with it it's just at the moment <laughs> i think we need to do a like a demystifying the co-pilots right um, at some point because there's just yeah it's um ai is being layered in everywhere isn't it so um i think it's yeah. going to take a bit of a bit of time for us to really see the impact of that, you know, and how, um, cause, cause outside of cognitive services, I'm not really using any of that functionality day to day. So it's hard for me to comment on like its efficacy and, and, and you know, I'm not saying it's, it's, you know, not effective and you wouldn't use it. Um, I'm just saying, we're just not at that point just yet, um, of, of using it. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is, um, potentially in, still in private preview or, just moving moving into public preview soon so yes, yeah we don't have a chance to yeah. even look at it or it turn up on our machines kind of thing you know in, in you know microsoft you know office and stuff like that yeah it's you know, all not really preview it clients and all of that yeah. sort of stuff isn't it at the moment yeah so it's not it's it's coming it's definitely it's definitely and feels like it's here to stay so um yeah i'm sure in the next 20 weeks of episodes um ai <laughs> will make a an appearance a co-pilot will make an appearance somewhere definitely okay um so yeah so that's that's really the recap i suppose of um season um season three um in our downtime we'll also you know make some changes to you know how we record the podcast our process and, and, and bits like that so um hopefully we'll try and um experiment with some different um um, episode formats and things like that um, to keep things interesting. Um, so, do you want to move on to build, Alan, and um, s- some updates from from build this week? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, Microsoft Build was was this week. I think it ended last night, maybe or well, yeah, this week anyway. So, um, yeah, there's, there's quite a bit in there. There's a, a fair few bits of Copilot. Um, as I kind of said, um, you know, Windows 11 is now going to be introduced with Copilot at some point, probably in one of the insider builds. So I look forward to seeing that when it turns up on my on my work laptop. Um, what else came in? So there's quite a lot in. Again, it is. I think a lot of this is a lot of. I think quite a lot of it is AI orientated, isn't it, Sam? There is quite a bit in there around a few of the other 
co-pilots coming in there's definitely a bit more in the power platform around co-pilot yeah we're seeing it layered in everywhere aren't we as we as we spoke about you know that 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 you know that partnership between microsoft and OpenAI is you know reuse of those you know gpt style models and other models to be fair all the way through microsoft's you know product offering right you know from windows to sentinel to you know everything in between right you know so so yeah so i think um i think we're just going to see that more and more um i don't think i can predict where we will next see that functionality pop up but um it's definitely yeah here uh and to stay yeah, exactly. So some of the other stuff in Power Platform um, is more around accelerating data-driven apps from development. So looking at it, um, some stuff came in that, you know, from an Excel spreadsheet, you can bring that in and build an app, a, a model-driven app. So that sounds really good. I mean, I've not seen too much about that. I wonder if that's just going to build you the Dataverse tables for you based on that data, maybe. Or maybe it's going to be driven from you know SharePoint or OneDrive Excel you know Excel app uh, Excel file and it's pulling the data directly. That would be interesting. Because haven't we got AI driven um, Canvas app building and yeah, designing support? Yeah, it was that yeah. wasn't this this time was it? That's been in been announced for a, previously, hasn't it? Yeah, it kind of came around. Was it an Ignite? <sighs> I can't remember if it was Ignite or if it was um, this year, but kind of around Microsoft Secure time when they announced the the you know the co-pilot for security. Yeah. That's when they kind of did a bigger announcement. I think was it only this year when they invested into OpenAI? I think it was this year. Yeah, they're like um, official public, you know, yeah. uh, purchasing of announcement. Yeah, yeah, investment of fifty and transfer of fifty percent of the company or something like that i can't remember yeah yeah big big investment though yeah so they've put um they're just moving copilot into things like the the power pages and they've also made advancements already into the copilot in power apps so right okay you know it's even that we're already on revision two of it which is great yeah. i haven't even check, checked out for revision one yet but yeah exactly <laughs> but um but yeah so Sam, do you have any sort of topics that caught your eye? Um, I suppose my my big thing that jumped out at me um, was Microsoft Fabric, which is a sort of collective wrapper around um, a lot of previous and potentially new um data functionality so things like uh data factory synapse power bi um wrapped in around uh one sort of product solution uh microsoft fabric i think this is the same idea of what microsoft did around microsoft entra and the identity uh, solutions that they have where they they took a um some new and some previous function uh, functionality and wrapped it into one sort of cohesive product offering 
Uh, also think about things like Microsoft Purview, where there were lots of sort of independent compliance, you know, functionality where they wrapped it into one um, solution area. So yeah, Microsoft Fabric, um, they, they've also, um, I think we should probably do an episode on Microsoft Fabric because they've rebranded uh, some functionality and joined uh, some functionality together um, t- to make a lot of those um, data data uh, sort of processing features uh, more user-friendly, I'd say, you know, less code-driven and more, you know, a portal-driven experience. Okay, um, cool. And there's also... Um, there's also um, a, a service called OneLake, which is a multi-cloud data lake, um, a SaaS-driven multi-cloud data lake. Um, so it, it's 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 based. It's from what I can see, it's and it's, it's an extension of um, Azure Data Lake Storage, um, which allows you to share like cross-platform. So um, Amazon S3. Um, is supported. Google Storage is also supported as well. So I actually believe it's like a, a way to, you know, um, bring uh, buckets of data across cross cloud into one unified um, like lake of data, um, basically. But again, I haven't looked in that in depth. I just saw that and I was like, wow, like bringing S3 into data lake. I was like, oh, that could be exciting. Um, so you know, for organizations that do have, that are multi-cloud and have data in different places. Uh, my first thought there was like the visibility of that data, really. I'm thinking, um, I don't know. I haven't looked at it any further, but I was thinking that, you know, bring it all into one place, being able to manage it in one place as well, not just from an access perspective, but, you know, to to be able to see it and understand what it is. So I thought that was um, pretty powerful. Um, and Fabric is, and I in using quotes, infused um, with the OpenAI service um, as well. Um, so there is a co-pilot in Microsoft Fabric as, as well. Um, I'm not sure how many co-pilots we're up to now. We should probably have a co-pilot tally um, at some point to keep track of all of them. Um, so yeah, so that was probably my standout um my my standout um part we've also got a new service tier of um elastic sql which doesn't sound too exciting but it's called hyperscale and i like i like i like that service <laughs> tier um thing i just want to call out the high level stats i did make a note of them um so each so you can do automatic scaling in hyperscale as well i believe so you can um, basically, um, they can be scaled up and down, um, so that, cause in, in Elastic SQL before you basically had to provision amount of IOPS that were shared between your Elastic pool. So I believe this can now grow and, and expand, I believe automatically. Um, but what the killer sort of feature of it is, is that the, um, uh, each database, um, the total combined um, storage in a singular pool is now 100 terabytes. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about 100 terabytes of SQL um, data storage, that is a a lot um, for, you know, a, a database uh, management system. So, yeah, um, 
and um, it, it can have up to 25 databases in, in an elastic pool um, as well. So, so potentially less uh, databases, but you can go to a lot, um, a larger amounts of, you know, um, actual uh, stored data there. So, yeah. And what, what I think is really interesting, there's a screenshot linked um, from, from a Microsoft blog, blog and one of the titles says, um, save money. And I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, um, so it, it's it's basically to enable the Azure hybrid benefit. But I thought it was just like, that's a really obvious title. It hasn't got a question mark, which I think would be better, but it just basically says, save money. <laughs> Already have a SQL license. And I'm like, yeah, I want to save money. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so probably quite an extreme, you know, um, service offering. But if you are... Um, if you are using elastic pools, because um, elastic pools can be very, very, um, very af- cost efficient uh, if you have, you know, a lot of uh, databases um, to store. So um, that's that's a really good addition um, that, that I was quite excited about. Cool. Um, anything else, Alan, that you've that's caught your eye that? Um, one of the ones was that DevOps is getting in preview the GitHub security functionality. Oh, yeah, um, advanced security. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's a... I'm assuming it's going to be like a paid service or something like that that you add on to DevOps. Is it preview, of it, Alan? But, is that what it yeah. is? Public preview, is it? Um, yeah, so... E- yes, or it will be. Yeah, so... so, so um, GitHub, I think pre-Microsoft acquisition, I think, um, acquired a company called uh, Semel, who made um, who made CodeQL, which is like a a solution to what it does is it looks at your code and it turns it into a effectively a searchable database, so you can write queries to look at common patterns. So, for instance, if you're a developer, the developer, um, one attack that you humans can be you can make mistakes when you're coding um which can then lead to like things like sql injection attacks and and other you know uh, there's loads of different like common attack vectors that you can introduce what codeql does is you can write queries to detect those types of attacks actually in your code and how it's written um and that's been part of github enterprise for a long time um so I assume that's this functionality coming in. Um, I, I assume there's other bits in and around that, um, but but I believe that is the sort of um, one of the main selling points of advanced security previously. Yeah, I've just done a quick checkup on it, and um, you can sign up to the preview now, and then you, in effect, just against your your repository, you just um, enable it. Um, but in effect, it's the same price as. Um, you know, GitHub advanced security is on, you know, GitHub. So I think it's, it's $49 per active committer per month. Yeah. And yeah, the, the right, billing's yeah. done for Azure. So wherever you're, um, whenever you commit, you submit your, um, if, if you've got, um, uh, you're paying for some, um, workers and things like that on, on your, Azure DevOps, then it will just use the same subscription for it. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting that we, we're, we're now getting, you know, sort of sort of this convergence between github and devops right where we seem to get a lot of 
like cross cross usage of the same functionality. I don't know the best way to exp but it's all shared, isn't it? Right now, when we've got sort of GitHub branding functionality um, coming across to DevOps side, right? You know, they're, they're not pushing us down e one or either side, are they? They're they're saying both exist, both are ecosystems that they're going to support and they're sharing functionality between them, which is a great thing to see, I suppose, because if you are a, you know, a, a DevOps driven, I mean, Azure DevOps um, driven organization, then the jump to GitHub could be quite a dramatic one, couldn't it for you? Yeah, we definitely haven't heard any announcements of ones being merged into the other, have we? Or there's a no. new product, which is the comp you know, combination or anything like that. No, definitely, um, yeah. Which is um, interesting, what, really, yeah. One thing that sort of came out of Build that isn't on our sort of list is they brought a new app out for Windows called Dev Home, I think it is. Um, in effect, it allows you to hook at the moment to sign in to GitHub, and then you can see your, it's kind of, I think the plan is that you can then see your, it automatically does your repos and shows them in your file explorers, like, you know, get repos kind of thing, rather than you having to um, try and work, you know, go to your, your development folder and things like that and see them. Um, as well as it can then tie into things like pull requests or things like that. So you can see, you know, it's like a, it's like bringing some of that dashboarding from you, from the site to, to an app in your, in, in your, you know, in windows as widgets. So I suppose it's kind of like, you know, you fire up your machine in the morning, you go to dev home, right? It, it manages your Git repos, but then it integrates with your project management system, you know, mm -hmm. to get to tell you, you know, what you're going to work on that day, you know, uh, what pull requests are waiting <clears throat> for you to review that type yeah. of thing. Right. You know, um, and, and like you say, yeah, just having one singular place where that information is, I suppose, is is pretty powerful, isn't it? Yeah, and it can also um, use um, Winget configurations files, and it can then build your machine as well okay, with all your application. It, right. if it, yeah, yep. provided you've got that YAML file that does all that. Yep. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it's only only GitHub, but um, there is some, when I was looking at the um, the repo on GitHub for it, for the app, there's a feature request in there for Azure DevOps. And it's pretty high up on the list. Yeah, I bet. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, like, and, and I think anything that can help, you know, people get started, right? You know, because things like, you know, even even for sort of us Azure -y 365 people, you know, like infrastructure as code is, is, is big for us. Um, just making that easier and more approachable for people that maybe aren't programmers, right? Because people don't want to, you know, like they don't want to have to set up all of their repositories and all of their um, dependencies and track all of that. And, you know, we need to make it as simple as possible, you know, especially if we're doing things like Git and, you know, uh, collaborating in those types of software as well. You know, if you can reduce that barrier to entry, you're just going to get a lot more adoption, aren't you? Which in turn is going to lead to more Azure consumption, right? Which is, you know, what the goal is. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it makes sense to do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right around there because I get lost at times if I go into something too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With it. 
Terraform, Terraform's enough for me, I think. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 when you're like you go to the Terraform page, and it is it is better than this. I'm just this is quite a, a cynical viewpoint, but it's like here's the binary for Terraform. You know, crack on, <laughs> and then it's like it's like oh, it's in it's in chocolatey, and it's like oh, please let it be in Winget, please let it be in Winget, and there it is there, and you're like oh, okay, cool, it's easy to install, right? So, um. That is that's that's not a fair representation because Terraform does a really good job of documenting that. Um, yeah. Um. But but that's just you know, like you know, Terraform's a HashiCorp is a large organization. They've got a lot of people with good documentation and guidance. You know, um, a lot of other tooling out there that's really good doesn't have that level of support. So yeah, anything to make you know um, our lives easier. And anything that makes it easier for me to convince people to do infrastructure as code is like a is a win in my book. To be totally honest with you, <laughs> oh, I do do like a bit of infrastructure as code now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much. I mean, there is there is there is loads in you know in build, and I think to be honest with you, a lot of the announcements are actual episodes in their own right. Um, to be to- totally honest with you. Um, the only thing I did just want to call out is um, the Book of News. Um, if, you, if you're if you not aware of, um, of the Book of News, I believe it's every, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alan, Microsoft, large Microsoft event, uh, Ignite, Build, Inspire. Yeah. S- now security. I think ex- security didn't have Microsoft, one, did the, it? The security one I don't. I can't remember if it did or not, because it was quite a new um, one, wasn't it? Yeah. But the big headline events, um, you don't get the Book of News day one. Is it last day that they publish it? Uh, Sometimes it does come after the, I think it's like halfway through the first day or something like that. And it it gets updated on the fly kind of thing. New stuff gets added to it. Yeah, so the book of news is basically a page with all of the announcements and links to like the blog posts and everything. So if you do, if you're busy, you miss sessions or you you want to decide which sessions to watch as well, because that's another way that I do it as well. I look through the book of news and then sort of go back on on those if there are recorded sessions. Um the book of news has every, and we are, we'll link in the show notes of this episode, the book of news for build 23. Um, because what you can do is you can look at the table of contents, you know, and if you're a, um, a data engineer, they've got it all sectioned out. If you're an AI engineer, all the AI updates are there. Um, if you're infrastructure, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, definitely check out, uh, the book of news for all of the, um, for all of the events, because it is, it's chock full of like all the changes and some of those changes are, could be quite impactful to you. Um, that are just not part of like the main keynote, right. Or the main, you know, and sometimes there's like five different streams on at the same time and you can't possibly watch everything. So, um, it's definitely worth um, checking out. Yeah, they do a really good job because they have like a summary, don't they? And then of the, the announcement and then, maybe some key areas that are new, you know, it tells you, you know, some key areas to, to sort of, you know, capture it. And then yeah, links, links to blog posts, videos, media, whatever it might be. 
So yeah, yeah it's definitely. really good to to check up on it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I think that's that's it from me from this episode. Um, you know, I, I think it's you know season three has been uh, really good f- for us. Um, you know, it's uh, Alan's got his MVP uh, during this season as well, which is obviously a massive uh, a massive deal. Yeah, we did our rebrand, didn't we, as well? We did rebrand as well, yeah. So we got some new uh, cover art, and yeah, that was that was really good to to do. I think, and I think this season we probably um, this was our first season where we had the sort of production nailed down to a proper process, wasn't it? You know, like record, yeah. post production, edit, upload. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, so it has been a a, a lot of um, growth in this this season, which has been which has been great for us. So I just want to suppose extend a massive thank you to everybody that's listening, especially if you've made it this far down in our recap. Um, we <laughs> definitely know you're an um, avid listener if you've made it to this point. So yeah, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, and and we do, you know, I I know we've got the outro that we we run every week, but we you know you know those listens and the support that we get you know um from our listeners is is literally what you know fuels us to make more so thank you ever so much for for the opportunity to to do this yeah it's definitely uh yeah it's definitely worth saying thanks to to everyone because yeah we you know we only keep going because we get listens yeah if if, if it all dropped off there'd be no you know in some some sense no point doing it just be me and um, Alan. Whilst we enjoy it, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah, do enjoy 100%. it. It's not, you know, it's not a burden or anything like that, but you know, it does fuel us yeah. to keep going. Okay. So yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode, um, please do consider subscribing if you'd like to listen to more of this sort of content in the future. Um, next season, we'll have many more topics um, that we're going to cover and your listens and support is what will continue to fuel the podcast going forward. Uh, we, we also have the ability for you to give some feedback. Did you enjoy this series? Did we miss anything out of any of our episodes? I'm sure we did, Alan. Do you... Yeah, I'm sure we did. Um, <laughs> do Is there anything that you want us to cover next season? This is the time to, to let us know so we can start building it into our, you know, into our content. You know, any, 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 you know, any time when we've, we're on our episodes, you can you know, suggest some content and we can change our, you know, our content's never, um, uh, rigid is it it's always fluid you know if we, yeah. we if something else comes up we always add something in so send us some feedback on our you know our, our link you know let us know how we're doing um if you want to you can send us a voice message and we can try and do an episode like we said last season where if we get enough we'll do a blind react to them <laughs> and respond Q&A to them. Session, almost yeah. like a yeah almost like a q a session um happy to do that it's just yeah we need some we need uh the listeners to you know give us some give us some ideas about some questions things like that so yeah perfect thank you very much alan and we'll catch you guys in the next season yep thanks everyone see you next season bye <laughs>